All right, good morning. I do like Bonanza, by the way. I love Bonanza. And I uh, appreciate Greg uh, mentioning that. I was actually sick, so happy birthday, Bridget. I know I missed a great meal, uh, but just great company as well. But uh, Greg is right that I love Bonanza, but uh, Greg actually, some of his favorite shows are Fantasy Island. And uh, he invited me over a couple weeks ago to watch the complete set of The Love Boat. But uh, I, was, I, I didn't have time. But uh, Greg, thanks so much. And Greg, you know that card that you got? Uh, just to let you, I, I don't know, but I heard that you get 15% off at Coco's. So, Greg, see you there. I do agree with Greg that uh, we have a great church. And uh, I want to welcome uh, some of our brothers and sisters from, uh, I think, the Antelope Valley, right? Uh, please stand on up. We want to recognize you guys. Antelope Valley. Welcome to our church here in the West. Uh, what are you doing here? <laughs> Just kidding. It's great to have you. Um, and then uh, I want to make some announcements as we take the contribution as well. Uh, the first thing I want to announce is just uh, uh, there's a special sister that helped us out with our uh, campus ministry up in Pepperdine. In Pepperdine, we have like 20 students that are sisters, overwhelmingly sisters. And she was an intern to help us out, really shepherded the girls and really took great care of them. And that's Lisa Hinton. Let me get Lisa to stand on up. And uh, Lena's got some flowers for you, uh, Lisa. Lisa, you did a great job. Thanks so much. And uh, here's the great news. Lisa's from Orange County, but uh, as she transitions, she's going to stay here with us in the West in the singles ministry. So we're glad that you're staying and not going back down there. Campus ministry, I uh, want to welcome back the uh, Pepperdine uh, students. Uh, Pepperdine started this past year. And I really appreciate the Pepperdine girls uh, coming up and just... Aaron played the cajon today, and then Danielle did a, and then Danielle did a little solo as well. So Pepperdine, go waves! What do we call you guys? The Waverleys? Wave? Just waves, huh? Just waves. Okay, great. And then uh, uh, Super Bowl Sunday in two weeks from now. Next week we're going to be having a church by uh, our region. That's going to be 10 o'clock at Maricosta. But the week after that is Super Bowl Sunday. We'll still have services. Uh, we'll still have service here at 10:30 at the vet, and the uh, Super Bowl is at 3:30. So that'll give us plenty of time to uh, get set up and have our parties. But we will have service um, on February the first, uh, Sunday morning at 10:30. Amen. After this, it's going to be a truncated service because the campus had their uh, workshop yesterday, which was awesome. Okay, uh, the Marrieds. We're going to have our workshop today. Uh, immediately after the uh, worship service. So at 10, 11.30, I'd like to ask everyone besides the family ministry to go ahead and leave the auditorium. And then the family ministry, we're going to stay here for another 45 minutes. And if you volunteer to, um, to serve uh, in the children's ministry, because some of the marrieds will come back in as uh, those that are going to be relieving them, uh, please go back and meet Gary, and then you're going to be assigned to these different... Uh, uh, rooms so that the marrieds can come in. So as Josh reminded me, um, those that are volunteering, uh, lunch is included as well. So Josh, you are covered. You know, our theme for the year is one. And uh, 
Now, we've, we've gone through a lot of different transitions in the West, especially with the singles as well, with the campus, um, and all these different transitions. I thought about just this year and getting input um, Oh, the Arabic is backwards. You know what? You're right. <laughs> Just kidding. Sorry. <laughs> I appreciate, appreciate Paul doing this. Um, it is backwards, right? I'm sorry. We'll, we'll change it next time. But uh, what was I talking about? One. <laughs> one. Our theme is one because we've had so many transitions uh, throughout the year. And we're all coming together. And learning how to work together, learning how to really become one church here on the west side. And I felt like one is so diverse, too. We can do a lot of things throughout the year. But it conveys something that is really special. That we are, with all of our diversity, all of our differences, all of our talents, all of our ages and whatever, we are one in Christ. Amen? I want to talk about something today that Jesus talked about. You know, towards the end of his life. He, in the book of John, he really opened up uh, more than all the other scriptures. Uh, really, the book of John, if you look at it, a, a big chunk of it is dedicated to the last few weeks of his life. And uh, you say, Ken, you've gotten so sensitive. Yes, I have, because have, more than half of our group is uh, our, our sisters. So I want to, you know, do our, our slide presentation with a little bit of uh, sensitivity towards that as well. <laughs> I know, I'm growing, I'm changing, don't you think? It says in... Uh, John chapter 15, it says, A new command that I give you, that you love one another, as I have loved you. You know, the command here is not to love, because really, love is throughout the Bible. And really, the book of the Bible is about love. It's about God's love to us. And it's not like God says, listen, I created you, you messed up, I'm out of here. He stuck around with us and stuck through with us and is helping us as well. The new command is this that I have loved you. Just as I have loved you, you also uh, must love one another. What's the challenge here? The challenge here is not to love, but to love as Jesus loves. That is the standard. Because I like to think that all of us, we are somewhat loving. We're not like totally out of it. I mean, we are loving to a degree. But that's not the challenge. The challenge Jesus calls us is, to love one another as he has loved us. That's the challenge. You know, by this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. We come together, we try to worship, people come and visit our services, and what do they see? They see a minister, they see some slides presentation, they see the fellowship, and they see us, and they go, well, maybe the minister is really, you know, whatever. You know, it's not just about one person. Jesus says it's about all of us, and he says that they will know, the people looking inside, people who are searching, they will know, not your slick presentation, by your love for one another, and as he defines it, the way that he loved us. That's a pretty high bar. That's a pretty high bar. John chapter 13. You know, how do we, what does that look like in our fellowship. You know, when Jesus calls us to love one another, I want to break it down a little bit as Paul writes to these two churches, first in Philippi and Ephesians, and he spells it out. He says, this is what it means to love one another. 
He says, therefore, if you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, you're a Christian, you're a disciple, you are a follower. He says, if you have any encouragement, he says, if any comfort from his love, if any common sharing in the Spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like-minded. Having the same love, being one in spirit and one in mind. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves. Not looking to your own interest, but each of you to the interest of others. This is really uh, where maturity comes into now, the Bible, obviously, it doesn't teach us to not care about ourselves. I, that's one thing I love about the Bible. It says, love your neighbor as you love yourself. God actually, that is a command, that God expects us to really take care of ourselves. But as we take care of ourselves, it's not, it doesn't stop there. God says, listen, we do not look for our own interest, but in the interest of others. We do nothing out of selfish ambition, but we consider the benefits of everybody. You know, Gabby is three years old, and she's getting a lot more um, coordinated, right? She's, uh, she's able to do things by herself, and she loves doing things by herself. But uh, she's, she's trying to figure out an awareness of her environment. So when we give her a glass of milk or something like that, I'm always really nervous because she's like, you know, it's just like all over. And uh, if you ask, don't ask her a question, because if you ask her a question, she'll focus on that, and she'll forget that she has a glass of milk in her hand, and she'll spill it. Okay, so it's the same way. It's 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 like that with us. It's it's going beyond just trying to figure out coordinating what we're thinking and what's here. But it's really a wherewithal, having a wherewithal to understand that we are part of something bigger. We are part of something that's really from God. Look around this room here. I mean, it's amazing the diversity in this room. It blows my mind. And I tell you the truth, I mean, without God, I don't see us being together this way. I don't see us even wanting to be together or liking each other or let alone coming together at a regular basis and having that interaction together. But we're called to go even beyond that. In our humility, value others above yourself. You see, when the church functions like that, it glorifies God. It's not just one person. Anyone can be awesome, but when the whole group of people like that, that honors God. Because that points us to something greater than ourselves. You know, um, the Bible talks a lot about humility as one of the main characteristics of the church. And uh, this is just a little graphics there. My title, just one, one point today, is that each and every one it's not enough that it's just some of us are doing the work. It's not enough that half. It's got to be each and every single person. That's what's going to distinguish the church of God and just a, an organization. Is that each and every one does something for the benefit of the church. In Ephesians... He goes to the church in Ephesus and he says, As a prisoner for the Lord, then I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you have received. He says, Be completely humble and gentle. 
Be patient, bearing with one another in love. Make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. You know, I want to lift up uh, John Thorne. John helps us with our service here. Uh, when I got here about four months ago, yeah, we can give it up for John. I appreciate John. And I, one thing I appreciate about John is that he's trying to be incredibly inclusive, trying to get everybody in. So if you get tapped on the shoulder to do something, don't be shocked. You know, he'll give you at least two days to come up with a lesson. I'm just kidding. John's usually really good, actually. When I got here four months ago, and I know that the church has gone through some transition changes, leadership changes, and I talked to John about just, okay, how did it go? Was it, was it good? Was it bad? Was it, how did it go? Some good, some bad. Sat down with John, and I said, I said John, John's older than me. He's an older man. I, I'll be honest with you, I, I, uh, not much older, about 15 years, but... You know, um, John, don't worry about it, John. Um, and as an Asian, I have a natural tendency, and that's an Asian thing, too. You know, there's, there's, a, there's a respect for older people. Um, John's not that much older than me. But, but I'm just telling you. So now with John, I, I, you know, we talked about through some of these interactions that we've had over the last uh, couple of years, and I asked John, I says, hey, John, is there a way that you can go back and really look at some of the interaction and see your parts in it, good and bad? And I'll be honest, John at first says, I don't see it. He says, but if you think that I need to reevaluate, I would love to do that. He went back a few days and came back to me and says, listen, let's do it. Let's do this. So John went back and talked to some of the brothers. And, uh, and just to say, hey, look, what, what, what could I have done better? I appreciate John. I appreciate his honesty. John is an honest guy. You know, there are times when I tell John, I say, John, what do you think of this? He says, I don't see it. I say, okay, fine. You know, but this one, I said, I think, John, think about it, pray about it. And I really appreciate John. And, and we have that relationship with each other. John tells me pretty straightforward on stuff as well. You know, it's that kind of humility that I appreciate and I think that's the kind of humility that God expects from us. Is I don't see it, but what do you think? Of course we don't see it. I mean, we don't see it. That's the point. There's a lot of things we don't see. But we need each other. We need each other to really um, help to, to get to that point. You know, when I was a young Christian, there's a scripture that says, love drives out fear. So when I was a young Christian, I thought, man, I really want to talk to this person or I want to do this, but I'm really afraid of that person. So i got to drive out the fear, right, in order for me to approach that person. As I grew older, it's different. I realized that there's another angle to that scripture and that if I want the relationship that I need, I need to do everything that I need on my end to drive out the fear so that I can be more approachable. That's what the scripture is talking about is as far as it depends on us, what can we do to really make our fellowship, our church, more like what the Scripture is talking about? Well, I love, I'm a loving person. Maybe you are, maybe I am. But, but there's a new bar, there's a new standard, just as Jesus says, to love as Jesus does. You know, I want to encourage us today to really think about that as we proceed with our, our theme for the year. He says in verse 4, it says, There is one body and one spirit, just as you were called to one hope when you were called. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God, and one and, and Father of all, 
who is over all and through all and in all. You know, Paul talks about one. Paul talks about all these different churches, whether it's in Ephesus or in, in Philippi, whether Greek or Jews or Romans, he says we are all one together. This is ours that God has given us. In verse 11, he says, so, in Christ, so Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, the teachers to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ, that one body of Christ, universal, may be built up until we all reach unity in faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. These things are essential, guys. It's not like, wow, that would be nice if we have it. You know, uh, oh yeah, that would be a nice fellowship. He says, nah, it's, it's essential to be mature and to come to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. You know, I think about the teens. I'll be honest, I, I became a Christian when I was 21 years old. I wish I became a Christian earlier. Because I would have saved myself quite a bit of scars, a lot of scars, and, and, and things that I've built up in my character, that, uh, and I'm still paying for it today. So, as younger people, you're in the right place. Not just the church, but, but man, it, the words of God encouraging you, challenging you, calling you uh, to be more like him. You know, the Bible says here that to equip his people for works of service. There is, there is a task that God has assigned our church to do. What is that? To, to change the world, to, to make a difference in our communities, to be one with our communities, to be seamless with our community, not to share the attitudes of the community, but to really impact and to change the community as well. You know, Westside Church... This year, it needs to be a year where, man, it, we make a market difference in, in our society. Where there's Culver City, Santa Monica, Beverly Hills, Palm City, all these different cities. Wherever God has put us, there is, uh, God calls us to work, to make a difference. In Ephesians 4, it says, rather speaking the truth in love. How are we going to do that? We are to grow up in every way into him who is the head, into Christ. Man, speaking the truth in love, that's a tough one. It's tough. We don't like it. We don't want to hear it. We don't want to give it. You know, it's, it's just, it's, it's just, that's, it's a different kind of courage that it's an everyday kind of courage. Do we love one another do we love the church enough to put ourselves in the uncomfortable feelings that we have enough to, to supersede those feelings and to speak the truth in love? In love. You know, where there is love, there is a safety net. That when people feel like, hey, look, this is not because they're upset or it's not because they are, you know, you know just mad at me. But there is a, there's a purpose, there's a reason behind that, and that's love. I love that scripture. It says, you know, this command, when Paul talked to Timothy, he says, the goal of this command is love. He says, you've got to trust in what I'm doing here, Tim, Paul. I'm not, I'm, Tim, Timothy, I'm not, I'm not trying to make you 
small. I'm not trying to belittle you. I'm not trying to take advantage of you. The goal of this command is love. I think we got to really think about that and, and just, just throw away all the, like, the doubts. Like, why is this person doing that? It's love. Why is this person taking the time out of his life to spend this time with me? It's love. The opposite of love is not, it's not like anger, or the opposite of love is not, uh, you know, it's, the opposite of love is indifference. I know for me, when, when I've had it enough, it's not like I lash out or whatever. That's part of it. The opposite of that is I just go, I'm done. I'm done. And I do that in subtle ways. I will never say I'm done, but I'll try to avoid that situation. Or I'm like, I'm done. It's superficial. You know, love one another as Jesus loved. That's how we're going to reach the full measure of the fullness of Christ. You know, from him the whole body joined and held together by every supporting ligament. Grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. You know, we're going to be enjoying a, a lot of football games in the next, well, three football games, right? In the next uh, two weeks here. You know what blows me away about these athletes? Is that they're giant, they got muscles, you know, they got muscles in their ears, they got muscles in their eyebrows, I mean, they got muscles coming out all over the place. But you know what they're hampered by? You know, the ACL, the ligaments. Or, you know, a tendon got ruptured or, or whatever. You know, there are many athletes that will even say, you know, the, this thing, big thing about concussion. They say, forget about concussion. I'd rather get hit in the head than, it, than for someone to hit me in a low blow on my knees. And that ligament, he says, it knocks my career out. I'm done. It's the little things. It's not the minister. It's not, it's not the programs. It's not, it's not the slick presentation. It's the ligaments. It's, the, it's like what, you know, Greg talked about. It's a little bone on, on, on his knee. You know, it's those little things that makes a great church. It's the little acts of service. It's the little conversations that we have in love. He says, Brian, can, can we talk for a second? Did I hurt you in some way? Or can, can we talk a little bit? I felt a little bit funny about that. Can we talk? And, you know, it gets resolved. That's what the scripture is talking about. One. I need to close here because we have our workshop. But I want this to be fused in our mind. We are together in this. Whether it's white, black, yellow, pink, orange. It doesn't matter. We're one in this and it's going to glorify God. Let's close out in prayer. And then the singles will come up. Father God, we're so grateful to you that you give us this church. It's a privilege to be in here, God. It's an honor to be here. Uh, God, it's, it's not like we've done anything great to deserve anything. But you've called us uh, into this fellowship, into this family, that uh, you want us to really grow, help each other grow towards the knowledge of you. Help us to become one as you are one. God, help us to be one with you and help us to be one with one another. God, we love you. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's all stand up as we close out in song. And after that, I need all those that are not part of the family ministry to go on out. Thank you.